Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. What does the addition of Saudi Arabia, Ethiopia, Egypt and the United Arab Emirates bring to the economical table Put it also this another way, the political table of BRICS. Joining us now on the line, Daniel Yacobi, Chief Operations Officer of the South African Israel Chamber of Commerce, the SAICC. Let me get that right. Daniel, very good afternoon to you. Thank you once again for joining us. Sure, thank you for having me. No, great to, have, great to have you on board, uh, Daniel, once again on the afternoon overdrive. So, Saudi Arabia, Ethiopia, Egypt, and the United Arab Emirates uh, being brought to the economic and political table of BRICS. What do you believe are the benefits of adding these newcomers to the group? Uh, it's a good question. Look, before we're going into what I believe for them to join into the BRICS and how it's going to affect mm-hmm. maybe South Africa economy or the global commerce, we need to understand that there is a chain of events that happened to it. And as we know, the BRICS came in as part of the transactions global commerce against the dollar. Right. But the dollar, as we know, started in World War II based on the gold as the world economy reserve currency. And after 1970, together with the Saudi Arabia, they created the oil-backed dollar, floating the currency and the most used currency for international trade and transactions around the world. Right. So in essence, the world traded their energy, the food, the commodities with the dollar. Without analyzing too much of the dollar value on the global kilometers and going straight to the point, when you hold such power in your hand and supporting countries economically with US dollar, also having the power to arm those economies. So based on your policies and your safety and security, you can go against other countries and create sanctions, for example, for Russia, mm-hmm. the Russia and the Ukraine war and Iran. So that leading the BRICS to come together and attract for them to trade amongst themselves. Now, we can see that com- uh, countries like Argentina, Ethiopia, Egypt, that have an uh, increase in inflation. Argentina had a 400 and, uh, 143%. Egypt with 40%. Ethiopia with 30%. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind the high government borrowing money that and spending. So, you're looking at BRICS that coming together is a special response for them in unprecedented times and increased of inflation uh, in their advanced economies. So I believe they're doing it to continue the trade as mm-hmm. normal as usual as they can. And I believe that we will see two things. It's twofold. One side, we can see more poverty because of less of good governance. So more poverty and more inequality, creating more problems mm-hmm. because it will create corruption. Right. That's the, the sad part. But uh, there is no really straightforward solution to it. But we can also wish to see a society on good governance that applied, you know, on good rules, good regulations, and enforce that. And please God, not to increase the crime and corruption, but actually mm-hmm. lead to a striving economy. Indeed. So that's what I think that will, mm-hmm. that's what I believe that will happen either that side or that side from the BRICS or from 
the other economies that are coming together. Despite that, Daniel, what you just outlined now, the US dollar is there, it's there to stay. It's still going to be an influence uh, regardless of, of what they seemingly want to attempt to be independent in trade and interaction. The dollar is here to stay, yes. The economy of the U.S. is much stronger. But if you look at Russia, Russia trading more than 85% of the commodity and export and energy and food mm-hmm. of the Russian ruble. So those countries already accepting the ruble. But what will cre- the ripple effect that's going to be created now is that other countries like China, India are going to hold different currencies. Right. And what they're going to do with that currency, they will need to trade against those countries. Right. So that's called the simplest economy. That's what they're trying to achieve. But it's not an easy task, as you know. Indeed. It's going to, there's a lot of mechanics, a lot of intricacies to negotiate uh, within such a process, uh, Daniel. Do you see this also as an East versus West scenario in the global and political uh, scenario? I'm not sure about the East versus West, but uh, as a category, but I definitely think that there is a global shift of of groups, of grouping, uh, and countries that want economically to to strive. Sure. But we need to look deeply to those countries that coming into the groups. Are they applying good governance? Are they supporting uh, terror? Are they uh, corrupted? What is their poverty and inequality rate? And and that's what we need to look very carefully on that grouping. And very quickly, Daniel, are you aware of any more potential BRICS members being targeted? Just very quickly. Uh, no, not that I know of. Okay. No, I just know that uh, definitely Argentina, Ethiopia, yes. and Egypt. Uh, yeah, uh, I kind of got I, a wind of Argentina, but I was just wondering if there's any anyone else who's probably going to come on board this uh, this team of BRICS uh, members. But Daniel, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us uh, once again, just to give us uh, your thoughts and your views as to where BRICS is going, having brought uh, more members on board and uh, what it's... Uh, economic and political objectives are Daniel Yokobi, the Chief Operations Officer of the South African Israel Chamber of Commerce, the SAICC.